Welcome Mission Objective, a podcast that's going to need a new tagline. <laughs> I'm Frank. <laughs> and I'm Trevor. And, uh, yeah, so I guess this is kind of our relaunch, which is funny because we recorded a relaunch episode that I did absolutely nothing with and I think might have abs- actively lost at this point. Yeah, it's alright, man. It was a good time. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so we're back. It's been like a year, I think. Uh, we are sans in. Um, although he might come back here later, but he's busy as ever because he's Ian. And a lot of cool shit been going on lately, so let's just dive right in. That uh, Switch light. Yeah, dude. That's pretty huge news, especially for for me, because as much as, like, I mean, I play video games on all platforms, but, like, the Switch always seems to be, like, the thing that I default to that I play the most of and i kind of it without even me really noticing it um i just i play a lot of the nintendo switch and i play it a lot handheld which is what is the most appealing about the light to me yeah i feel like the nintendo switch itself was designed for use by japanese salarymen like on their commute and you're the closest to that that i know (laughs) so it makes sense that you use it all the time (laughs) I'm as close to a Japanese salary, man. All, all, all you need is, like, a crippling alcohol problem and to beat the shit out of some kids in, like, Street Fighter 2 <laughs> on an arcade every day. Oh, man. I'll add it to my to-do list. <laughs> uh, no, man, but... I, yeah, I spend three hours a day on the subway. Um, and so I kill a lot of that time playing things like... I don't know. some sort. Of, I played Hollow Knight a ton uh whenever that came out on the switch and i, I usually like pick one game i go I go hard on it for a while i think dragon quest builders 2 is going to be like the next one for me uh on the switch but yeah i play a ton on the train um i play a ton in handheld mode here at my house even because i don't get a lot of time in front of my tv you know i've got like a kid and a wife and like a family and the tv gets shared so yeah you know a handheld device is is nice to have and the thing that's good about the switch is like at its price point like it runs a lot of really great games the fact that i mean witcher 3 is coming to the switch is still shocking to me yeah that's that's Uh, impressive like them being able to squish that game down yeah man so at a 200 so i'll go i'll kind of run over like the basics of what the light is um you're getting access to the entire Nintendo Switch library for $199.99, uh, but without basically any of the Nintendo Switch features from a hardware standpoint. Which is something uh, that they like to do. Like, they did yeah. that with the 2DS XL, where they just exactly. cut the main feature of the console, and it still worked for some reason. Right, and it sold Game Busters, you know? And so, basically, you get, it takes away the Joy-Con, uh, it takes away the IR sensor. You don't get HD rumble. Um, you don't. You can't connect it or dock it to a TV. But it still uses USB C, so I could totally see some fucking hardware mod that allows people to get it on a TV somehow. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, surprised. Uh, but um, base and they shrink the size of the screen down. Um, the footprint of the handheld itself is a lot smaller. It's thinner. Um, I think the screen is five and a half inches instead of 6.2. Did they pull the resolution down on the screen at all? No, it's still 720p, so you'll get that sharper image on a smaller screen. Um, 
So, I mean, like, 720p on a 5.5-inch screen is pretty crisp. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Like, yeah. it's the classic phone screen problem of I don't need to be walking around with a 4K screen on a phone that's, like, 5 inches. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. You can't even... You can't even tell the difference really uh, but basically what this is meant for is for people that use the switch only as a handheld device and essentially nintendo will never say this but this is basically a replacement for a 3ds oh, absolutely. Um, at a 200 at a 200 price point it is what i'm pretty sure the same exact price as a new nintendo 3ds xl that's brand new out of the box yeah it is um and i i don't know why you would go for the 3ds at this point from a development standpoint or from a person purchasing a thing standpoint now that the light's coming out because like the 3ds is pretty long in the tooth hardware wise and this is going to let them essentially unify development efforts across both ways of gaming that they have right yeah and it kind of puts everybody in the same so Nintendo has always had this thing where they've had one handheld device and they've had one home console and they've always tried to find ways to unify them. I remember like the uh, Game Boy Advance and the GameCube had ways of like you could play Game Boy Advance games on the GameCube with some thing that you could buy. I can't remember some adapter. It was the uh, the Game Boy player. Which, right. funnily yeah. enough, those are super easy to find. The boot disc for them is difficult to find. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, that's always, like, a, a problem they've tried to address, right? Is kind of, how do they unify that? How do they get development teams, uh, like, kind of targeting the same audiences instead of dividing them up? They have, like, the really hardcore people that always own the home console and the handheld, like myself. And then they have the people that choose to buy the handheld or choose to buy the home console and then you're splitting your audiences and devs are only reaching maybe half the people but the switch resolves that by kind of getting all the devs working on one platform and you know now they have a handheld device that's exclusively handheld that has a great uh price to entry oh yeah and like this is also great for people like you who have kids and maybe you don't want to hand a kid like a $300 console with these easily separated moving parts and this huge screen that like they could break really easily but like a little $200 thing that is more robust and you could like just slap a case on it they'll probably make like an OtterBox equivalent for it or something exactly Um, you, you feel way better handing that to a kid and not only the handing it the whole handing it to a kid concept um for me i've always felt weary of taking my switch everywhere like without a case i would never throw that thing just like in my bag right like the joy cons being removable um the switch itself being a little bit more on the fragile side uh and being three hundred dollars yeah uh was like always kind of a deterrent like i'll throw it in my backpack but if i don't have my backpack with me my switch isn't going anywhere um but i feel like with the switch Lite, i'd be much more inclined to just like take that with me anywhere like yeah. I, I would just throw that in my bag no yeah, problem the only thing that i like i wish they had figured out a way to do would be to keep the docking and i think it might just be it might just be, so, and someone's going to figure out, like, you might just have to disassemble the dock to get it to work. Because that's yeah. just, like, mostly plastic. I think it's a heating thing. 
um, since it's a smaller system. The Switch has like a really bad overheating problem. Like it gets so hot, dude. Yeah, I know. Some of the some of those games that um, you play, like Breath of the Wild, you play that for a few hours, and the dock, dude, it, it that system is like super hot on the touch. And there's been like warping issues. Like I've seen people with like completely bent switches. Um, yeah, I remember it, seeing a couple of those. Yeah, from it warping due to heat and stuff. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if since they slimmed this down so much, um, since it's thinner, it's smaller, it's lighter. Um, I would be surprised if they were concerned uh, about docking that and it getting too hot. I'd be interested to see because like. The Switch is a two-year-old console at this point, and it was already on an older Tegra chip, and NVIDIA right. has done a lot with, like, just their hardware manufacturer making things more efficient using smaller uh, manufacturing processes to where you have, like, a lot less power draw and a lot less heat put off by these things, so I'd be interested to see. Yeah. Like, I know that you mentioned that alongside this, they kind of slipped in a second Switch skew that isn't really a second skew. Yeah, they basically are updating the processor to use the same processor that the Lite is using, which the Lite is using a newer Tegra processor than the original Switch was using. It's supposed to be more power efficient. It's also supposed to have a higher clock speed. Um, so a lot of people are digging into this digital foundry, did a bunch of stuff on it, and they're like, okay, well, the Lite is actually, from a technical standpoint, a little bit more powerful than the original Switch. Um, whether it's going to use that power or not is yet to be seen. Um Nintendo does some things where they like cap um, the actual um, ability to access certain uh, clock speeds from their internal processors and things like that. So yeah, it's just it's throttling. Right. So like, we'll see if they actually use it, but it is a new Tegra chip, and it is more more powerful and more power efficient. And they're upgrading the new Nint the like OG Nintendo Switch with that processor, but keeping the same SKU. So like at some point, all the switches that you see in the stores will be using a brand new processor, but there's going to be no way for you to tell. Um, yeah, and I think that the only reason they're doing that, to be honest, is to close that bootloader flaw. Yep. Because that's a hardware flaw. It's just wide open. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I think that, and originally I was really surprised that they were just kind of stealthing it in, but then I realized if they use the same, like, I don't know if they can use the same revision number. Like, it, it might have to be, like, HG, what, or whatever the, whatever the hell the Switch is, uh, or, uh, product number is, like, Rev 2 or something, but if they're able to stick the same, like, product number on there and just make it so that you don't know until you get the thing and try it, like yeah it. there's gonna be so many videos of people trying to test and see like whether they have the new processor or not um i'm the internet's gonna be flooded with them oh yeah i guarantee you someone's gonna find like a badly coded game on the uh on the virtual store virtual store i sound like a goddamn old man <laughs> e-shop <laughs> on the e-shop they're gonna find they're, they're gonna find like a badly coded game on the e-shop that, like, oh, on the old Switch, this runs like shit, but on the newer one, it actually runs better, because I also guarantee you that, like, well, Nintendo might not be using that processor to its fullest, they're at least going to use it to juice these games enough to where they don't have frame rate issues. I think The Witcher 3 is going to be a tell. 
man. I think like the I think you'll be able to look at frame rates and stuff and how hot that system gets and you'll be able to tell real quick what chipset that's using. You're going to have what you're going to do is you're going to take your console to a game store, like a mom and pop store, and they're going to stick like Witcher 3 in and they're going to point a Fleer camera at it. <laughs> if it gets past a certain temperature, you know you have the older model. Yeah, dude, it's going to get that I mean, like, I've had mine since launch day, um, and I, like, take extremely good care of my consoles. I'm, like, extremely OCD about it. Um, but I, I find I have a friend that is the same way, and his Switch is, like, it has warping on the side, and, like, whenever he attaches like his, i think it's his left or his right joy con or something but it's like kind of loose because the system isn't like in a straight line anymore and it's like there's definitely some heating problems in there and i think like that i think the temperature that the system gets is definitely going to be a tell for the new chipset but i also think that like digital foundry i think mentioned and don't can't really quote me on these numbers because i only watched the video once uh, but I think the new set is somewhere around like 1.2, 1.3 gigahertz, and the original was like around 700 uh, megahertz. So it's like that's a pretty significant jump, right, in clock yeah. speed. And it also it shows you how much like the Joy Cons with the HD motion stuff actually did cost because they're putting this processor in the Switch Lite. And yet they're still able to sell it at two hundred dollars. And Nintendo makes a point to never loss lead their consoles. Yeah, they never lose money on their consoles. They always make money on their hardware. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing. I was excited for it for about five seconds until I realized that like my context for using the Switch is always docked. So I would actually be better off finding like one without Joy Cons and maybe with a busted screen. That I can yeah. just have docked forever. Yeah, see, like, I immediately fell in love with this thing. One, because it doesn't have black bezels around it, which is, like, one of the most annoying things about the Switch is the gigantic bezels around the screen. Um, and two, it just looked like I love Nintendo's hardware revisions when they make something that's just, like, more durable and, like, feels more refined. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, the finish on this, like I can ju I can just picture, like, actually what this console feels like uh, in the hand, and like I have a good idea of what it like the weight difference, um, and if this is lighter, smaller, and everything else, like th I would love to be in a situation where Nintendo figures out their like system transfer and cloud. Uh, backups and saves and stuff and allows me to have multiple accounts that kind of access these things efficiently. Yeah, I'll be interested could... to see, because thinking back, the 2DS, like, the controls were kind of dog shit, but it's also harder to get worse than the controls on the Joy-Con. Yeah. They have a new... Another thing I didn't mention, the Switch Lite has an actual D-pad on it. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, good. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome like I, I i hate the 
the fact that the like Joy-Con don't have a D-pad on them. It is so annoying. Yeah, if I use mine in uh, handheld mode for any significant length of time, I would have to get that Hori, uh, like, it's intended for fighting games, but it's basically just a Joy-Con with a D-pad. Yep, it is. Uh, and it drains the fuck out of your battery, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I read online, like, it just drains the hell out of it for some reason. That's the problem with third-party accessibility accessories man yeah that's really um, weird but i think like if i could be in a situation where i just keep my og switch docked all the time and that's like my home switch and i can take this light with me places on the go then that would be the best situation where i could just like keep the light in my bag at all times i never have to take it out i don't have to dock i don't have to do anything i just like turn it off and when i get home I can pick up like my pro controller or whatever on my TV and just download like my cloud save or whatever and start playing from where I left off. That would be perfect. I know that we don't live in an ideal world, especially when it comes to Nintendo's online cloud services. Yeah, I don't even know uh, what their cloud ser- save support looks like, to be honest. Like, I read a thing that said it's supposed to be like Sony's, but I don't necessarily trust it because it's Nintendo. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. I I do like I've used their cloud saves a couple times. Um, I actually did like a. I I went around and messed with it a little bit because Breath of the Wild only lets you have one story save, um, and Nintendo's cloud saves like if you're connected to the Wi-Fi, they update. Uh, they do like an automatic uh, cloud save, um, like every so often. So I went in and I turned off my cloud, like I backed up my cloud save for my original save, uh, turned off cloud saving, uh, and then went and restarted Breath of the Wild and played through like the main campaign again, just because I wanted like a fresh, uh, like playthrough of just the campaign, yeah. but I wanted to keep all like my extra shit from my original save. Yeah. And then once I finished the campaign, I went back to my extra save, downloaded it from the cloud storage, it overwrote it, it, it all worked great. That's good. Uh, and I was like surprised, but. The, I think the main thing they need to get figured out is having accounts on multiple devices that access, that can access the same games um, and play them across multiple devices because Nintendo is so scared of piracy and things like that. I, that. I don't call it. Like, I... That's not piracy to me. That is just... Uh, they are afraid of some sort of weird, like, not connected to the internet hole where... People are able to, like, download games and then play them uh, and, like, give another copy to a friend. Yeah, I guess that's true. That makes more sense. Which is damn near impossible to do on, like, a consistent basis. Yeah, I know. Because this hole has technically existed for, what, three generations now? And it's still nigh unusable. Right. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how it does. I still think I've been I've been meaning to play Breath of the Wild, but I think I'm just going to emulate it mostly right. because uh, my fiance still has to play Breath of the Wild on our actual Switch, and this way we can both play it at the same time. Oh yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah, for sure, it's a great game. So light, you're not getting one. I'm, I'm guessing. No, if anything, I'm going to wait for someone to... I can't really call it an upgrade, but, like, I'm going to wait for the second SKU to come out 
or really realistically I'm waiting for Animal Crossing to come out because that's the only reason why why I'll need a second Switch. Yeah. But like I'll wait for that to come out and then I'll just pick up like one on the cheap like that doesn't have Joy-Cons or something. So I feel like the like this is a unique situation where the console that's not as good as the other console comes out way after the other console. So like I saw this tweet where this guy's like Oh well, uh, Nintendo just announced that if uh, if you want a, a better Switch with removable Joy Cons and a larger screen that can dock and be played on your television, you can get one, and it's two ninety nine ninety nine, <laughs> and it's the original Switch. Nice. So it's like <laughs> it's like yeah, people were complaining like oh because they wanted like the Switch Pro or whatever, but it's in this unique scenario where people are complaining because like the Switch Pro already exists. That was the original Switch. That's what we have now. That's the thing. I don't um, think this is a unique scenario though. Like the NES had the NES two with like the dog bone controllers. The SNES had the SNES Junior. Like really, yeah. the only ones that didn't have cut down versions because even the Wii had that weird red Canadian Wii that didn't have internet. Like yeah, that's true. The only ones that didn't have cut-down versions were the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube. Yeah, that's true. Which were also, ironically enough, their least successful consoles. Yeah, Nintendo does this specifically. Oh, and the Wii U, but but we don't talk about the Wii U. Yeah, we don't talk about the Wii U. But Sony and Microsoft, you know, kind of set like this thing where they have, okay, the Xbox, Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, PS4, PS4 Slim, PS4 Pro, right? So, like, people are kind of at least for like the last generation or so have been expecting like okay now we have a switch the next switch is going to be even more powerful it's going to have a 1080p screen it's going to be able to play 4k on docked i was like clearly none of you have ever played a nintendo console yeah but the thing is it's also a nintendo is yeah it's also a nintendo handheld and you have like the original game boy then the pocket then the color then like you have the uh, the advance and then the SP and then like yes technically the Game Boy Micro was technically like a step down but that thing barely released anyway and then you have like the DS like the original one that looks like something out of a 1980s cyberpunk anime and then they made the <laughs> DS Lite that was actually good even though like my, I kept my original DS. DS around for way too long dude that thing was so ugly <laughs> oh my god yeah it was like the ugliest handheld ever made it looked like it literally looked like they took the prototype and they were just like yeah ship it yeah ship it <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad man uh, no, I... uh but yeah they then they did that and then they made the dsi which technically like even though it couldn't play game boy advance games it had a better processor in it like it could yep. do more shit they did the same with the 3ds with the new 3ds that had like what four games that took advantage of it fully yeah, I remember playing Xenoblade Chronicles on it. So, if it, like, yeah, their consoles they do a certain way, but the handhelds they tend to follow the more Microsoft Sony path of like doing upgrades to them. So I could see why people were expecting a Switch Pro. Yeah, and I mean, it's not saying that they won't get one. I feel like the Switch is going to be like what Nintendo does for like the foreseeable future. I think like we're going to be looking at this as their like unified console release like we'll get a switch too that will also do the whole switch concept like this is extremely successful for them and this is how they target a market that sony and microsoft can't get after and And also like this kind of gets them out of the even though they're still producing the hardware it's still like it gets them out of the hardware game because it's just a fucking tablet with like custom software on it yep and this also lets them kind of 
get into a position where the fact that they ha- their hardware is less powerful really doesn't matter because like Microsoft and Sony have to worry about getting 4K working on their stuff. They have to worry about getting HDR working. They have to worry about things being at 60 FPS constantly. Nintendo, like, hey, you're buying this thing. It's for mostly for your kids. You have, like, a 1080p TV because you have a family. And, like, <laughs> you don't have a crazy amount of money coming in or whatever. Right. And, that, like, by the time... 4K technology is mature and, like, the graphics chipsets are mature enough to be able to handle it solidly on, like, a Switch 2 or a Switch 3. Like, yeah, like, Microsoft and Sony will be ahead of the game, but, like, Nintendo will be getting that just as, like, 4K adoption becomes mainstream. Right, yeah, Sony and Microsoft will be like, oh, we have 8K and ray tracing and blah, 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 blah. And then, my, and then Nintendo will be like, oh, yeah, you can play these games on the go and 4K at home. Yeah. Microsoft and Sony, it's interesting. They kind of, like, have put themselves into this weird niche where they're basically making PCs for people who don't like to... Want to pay a bunch of money to build a PC. Not even that, because you can build a PC for, like, about as much as a PlayStation 4 Pro, and it'll perform about as well. Almost, yeah. I think the only thing, and, and they do have these PCs, and I think the only thing that they're doing that's unique to PCs, right, is, like, the One X is... 400 you can find it for 400 dollars easy right now um and building something that performs as well as the one x does has a blu-ray a 4k blu-ray player in it and is able to do 4k and hdr gaming at 400 dollars it's just like not really doable at that price point for a pc but then the pc argument is like it can do a pc can do way more than an xbox can an xbox is just for playing games but like a pc for just a few hundred bucks more can do all the stuff an xbox can do but basically everything else as well and that is a good point like sometimes you just want a console that you don't have to fuck around with like doing doing couch gaming on a pc is a bit more annoying than it should be right now yeah like there's no Windows big picture mode, and I can see them never doing that because then that would essentially just eat into their Xbox sales. I think what they're doing is uh, they're positioning the Xbox to be, like, part of an ecosystem where you have a PC, like a main PC that you do stuff on, but you can also, like, shift it over to the Xbox and keep playing those games, which is kind of their way of doing a Switch-esque thing, although it's just it's switching between use cases, just different ones. Yeah, and HDR gaming really isn't quite there on PC quite yet. Like games that support it on the like on the One X or whatever don't necessarily support it on the PC side, and yeah. when they do, they're not kind of executed as efficiently. That and like the, the like Microsoft is a console manufacturer, and Sony like they lost lead these consoles, which is the thing that Nintendo doesn't do. Right. So mm-hmm. you can get a lot of bang for your buck on your initial purchase, whereas a PC, you have to pay for all of it. But also with a PC, you have the advantage of essentially doing what I'm doing, where, like, I still have your same board and processor that you sold me, like, what, six fucking years ago at this point? Yeah, it was a long time ago, too. And I've just been tossing, like, RAM and graphics cards, graphics card upgrades at it, and it's been fine, like, playing stuff. I don't know if I could push anything in 4K, but that's, like, once I get a new graphics card, I probably could. Yeah, man. I mean, the especially like the new uh, generation of Nvidia Nvidia cards are are pretty solid. Yeah, I was thinking about probably coming AMD for this one. Yeah, the new AMD cards are pretty 
pretty great as well. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like there was that period in time where I've been thinking about like building a new PC for a while now. And then I almost did it like a couple years ago when graphics cards were outrageously expensive. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, not doing that. Um, but now we're kind of at a point where it's like, okay to start thinking about building a PC again. And, um, the next gen consoles are on the horizon and I'm just like, okay, well, Sony and Microsoft claim that they have like this new hardware infrastructure that's going to allow for 8k ray tracing and blah, 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 blah. I will believe that like, when I see no it. fucking way at the, <laughs> at the price point that a console needs to be at. Right. Like there's no way that you're going to get 8k ray gaming with ray tracing and all this shit for 500 bucks yeah unless they have a discrete hardware solution that they made themselves and aren't selling to anybody which would make them insane which would make like because you could make so much more money by like just essentially if microsoft had that going into business as like they could like pull an old school move and sell ray tracing cards and people would buy them yep but uh yeah i i I don't I, i will i will uh believe that when i see it <laughs> yeah the, they, they're making some really lofty claims and i think like the big things for next gen is like all the solid state drive stuff they're doing um which and... i think is just putting a solid state in your console and taking advantage of it i know they're talking it up like oh we have a basically forever ram or whatever yeah, it's a solid yeah, it's state a, drive it might be like it. one of the new uh solid state like pci express 3.0 or 4.0 solid states with like that ridiculous upload download rate but it's still a goddamn solid state right and then like they're saying that's going to help reduce load times um and you know like sony demonstrated something in spider-man like where it was loading the entire like the loading times were basically reduced from like what was I think twenty some seconds to like point eight seconds and or I something like that. It will absolutely like that'll absolutely help, but you could get similar results out of putting a On solid a state in your PS3. Yeah, I remember when I first like I used a solid state on my last PC build, and I was playing playing like Assassin's Creed three or something. And, like, during the loading screens in Assassin's Creed 3, they have, like, all this, like, dialogue and, like, stuff that's supposed to, like, I don't know, keep you busy while you're waiting. Uh, my solid state always, like, loaded in so much quicker than I think the game had anticipated. Yeah. And then, like, all that loading screen dialogue and shit that was supposed to be happening on a loading screen was happening while I was playing the game. Nice. Yeah, I have so. one PC in my house that doesn't have a solid state in it, which is about to get changed. But it's I bought, like... It's literally like a $150 uh, Slim Tower HP thing that I bought just to run Steam Link, and I'm switching it to Parsec now that I have Windows 10 on the main desktop, but, like, this is just essentially a thin client for my other machine. Right. Um, and even that, like, my impetus behind building, what was going to be at least, uh, building a new PC was that I run some virtual machines for, like, a Discord bot, a few other things on my main PC, so it, like, it, that needs to be, it needs to be up all the time, which I don't mind, I usually have it up all the time anyway, but it's also using up a chunk of the hardware all the time, so I was gonna build a better PC so that I could, like, do that and not, uh, have it be an issue, 
But now I'm just gonna make what's essentially a prod server slash media PC, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, speaking of Sony, they have me in a very interesting spot right now. I sold my PS4 like in February. It was around Magfest. Um, which, by the way, you should come down for if you can. That'd be rad. But anyway, uh, it was around Magfest. I sold it to a buddy of mine, and then I was fine with it for a while. Now a bunch of games have come out, and the one that is almost pushing me over over the edge is going to seem stupid to you, but, like, Gundam Battle Operation 2 is getting an official <laughs> uh, English release. Wow. And I'm like, shit, I really want to play that game. You know what? I will... Hats off to Sony for getting all those, like, exclusive niche games on their console that you just can't play anywhere else. Yeah. Like you have you Sony still has this thing where they're just like, you know what? We have games that you'll never ever be able to play unless you have our console. Well, yeah, that's cuz they're like Japanese as shit and Nintendo yeah. Nintendo kind of like cashed in their chips on being the Japan console in favor of being just the exclusive people like Yeah. And I I'm in I'm in an argument with uh Pete still over whether the N64 or the PlayStation aged better. And I still think that the N64 has the slight edge just because the exclusives are so good. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Mario 64. Like, yeah. you, it, it definitely aged better for those reasons. I mean, like, and the thing about uh, those games is like, okay, yeah, you can play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS. But, like... You have to get like an emulator to really play those on anything you want to play it on. Like Sony has re-released their PlayStation One games on like so many different fucking things, but for some reason can't play it on a PS4, which is the most obnoxious thing. Yeah, ever. that was baffling to me and also very annoying. Like, I really hope that the backwards compatibility that they like are promising on the PS5 is as it's cracked up to be, because like they just said we will have uh, access to four generations of content, but they didn't say what format it's going to be, and if I have to rebuy these games again... Or stream them. Or stream them, yeah. I'm just going to stick to using an emulator, because at that point, like, why would I not? I still right. want them to restore my uh, arcade purchases from, like, the PlayStation Network Arcade and Xbox Live Arcade, which, uh... If Microsoft's backwards compatibility remains as good as it has been, I might have to convert my library back to 360 games, which would yeah, be super dude. annoying. Like, the way Microsoft does backwards compatibility is quite incredible. Like, they have... So, on Game Pass and on, like, any digital games you bought with your account on the 360 just show up in your Xbox library. And, like, you can just play them. That's how it should be. If you have a disc, you just throw it in and you play it. And that's an X, like original Xbox disc. If it's supported in backwards compatibility, you throw it in your Xbox One and it works. And it's like, what? No, that, really? <laughs> I can get why it happened though, because like Microsoft, they're the software people. Like they, they know how to write virtual machines. That's how they make a large amount of their money at this point. Like, of course they're going to be able to do that. Although, they still don't support Steel Battalion, which is annoying to one person, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but, like, Sony does have the exclusives, so it's like, even if I do build a gaming PC, like, I still, like, if I want, like, the next Persona game and 
the next like God of War and Horizon and like and just... another thing for me was like Samurai Showdown is coming to PC, but it's one of those cases of it's coming to PC eventually, and I wanted to play it like while it's hot. Yeah, there's something to be said about playing games while they're hot, especially fighting games where like I don't want people to get good ahead of me and then just have that be a slog up. Like I tried playing Tekken Seven uh, like last weekend, and I had fun, but I got my ass handed to me. Right? Yeah, fighting games is like super important, man. I, I'm so bad at them. I'm so bad at, like, a lot of competitive games these days. I used to be really good at, like, first-person shooters, like, multiplayer first-person shooters, but now, like, my reflexes are garbage. Yeah. I haven't played, a like, a multiplayer first-person shooter that I've been interested in in ages. I do a lot of the co-op stuff now. Um, Borderlands is still something that I fucking love to death, and when that comes out in September, I'll be playing it a bunch. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm getting the third one at launch. I'm getting, like, two copies of the third one at launch. Yeah, it's that's gonna be great. That's gonna be a blast. Um, and then I play. I get into these shared world shooters just for something to play with, like a friend, like my friends, because like a lot of like my brother and a bunch of people back home and shit. They play these uh, these games online. So like, I got really into Destiny and Destiny Two. Um, tried to get into Anthem, but that game sucks. Yeah, that. Um, I'm honestly kind of glad that like. Um, the two attempts at making looter shooters just, and essentially refining them down even further from Destiny and making them just, like, Skinner boxes for the respective companies to get more money. I'm glad they both fell on their asses spectacularly. I don't know if Fallout 76 is going to pull out of the tailspin, but I think Anthem is screwed. I wouldn't be surprised if Bioware is screwed on the whole. So, I think... So Bioware's def- they've already announced like the new Dragon Age game or whatever that it's coming. They haven't shown anything from it. They just had like some logo or whatever at the game awards. Um so Dragon Age four whatever is happening. Um and that is their chance, in my opinion. Yeah. Like if they can if they can like kind of redeem themselves and Dragon Age is this fucking huge hit and it wins like game of the year like I'm pretty sure Inquisition won a couple of game of the year awards like if they can somehow manage to do that again with the new Dragon Age I think they have a chance to like stay afloat but if they sh- if they drop a ball in Dragon Age too so like that would mean that Andromeda shit the bed and they fucked up the Mass Effect series Anthem was just a complete fucking disaster and everyone hates it and hates them for making it <laughs> and dragon age ends up getting ruined then they're I, I, they're done I, I don't see how they could keep going after that yeah the, the one thing i'm glad about anthem is that it just proved to me that my this game looks like shit senses from like just watching e3 uh stuff is still functioning yeah i mean i i had my doubts about that game a lot because they just kept showing less and less and they there was not a thorough um, understanding what that game really was yeah, exactly. like a month before it came out. Uh, and like I, I read Jason Trier's article on Kotaku yeah. about like the development disaster that was. <laughs> How they uh, didn't know what it was until nine yeah. months before it came out. <laughs> Essentially, where they had like this thing where they're like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I played Anthem. Um, 
and I like there's bits and pieces of it that were like, yeah, this is really cool. But as a whole, like the game was just so frustrating to play. Uh, just like the way they did everything that the like the game itself, uh, and I don't want to get an anthem tangent, but like the beat to beat on like the almost workflow of these share world shooters was just horrible like matching with your friends loading into new areas of a tiny open world map like it was just it was bad yeah they had console blue screening and bricking bugs yeah how do you how do you i really want to know how the hell you get out of protected memory in on a modern console that isn't just like oh i pushed uh something that just doesn't delete properly or like or something that like in the code doesn't initialize properly and just tries to read garbage yeah it was bad it was definitely put together without a lot of testing there was some last second like there was definitely 100 percent some like last second untested changes yeah for sure and I, I do find it hilarious that fallout 76 is trying to pivot into being a battle royale game yeah dude Oh my god. I mean, they've got like a hardcore following. Like there's a lot of people on like the um the Game Fanatics team uh that that play that. There's a few on, few Honestly, like out, between the two, if I were to pick one, I would play Fallout 76 over Anthem. Yeah, like me too. honestly, like although if I'm playing Fallout 76, I'm really probably just going to buy Fallout 4 in the Steam sale. Yeah. But if, if those were the two games that I had to play over, like, a weekend, I'm picking Fallout 76, because at the end of the day, it has a cohesive, uh, like, universe, it's, uh, all the art design is good, and you can still get into, like, a suit of powered armor and kill giant roaches. Yeah. I mean, like, who doesn't want to play Fallout? Like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, who, awesome. who doesn't look at Fallout and think, man, this would be a great Battle Royale game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and quick, speaking of, like, share world games and stuff like that, quick props to The Division 2 for, like, coming out and actually being successful and executing things properly. Yeah, they're kind of like the quiet, unsung heroes, which I feel like there have been a few Ubisoft games that have done that. Like, uh, The Division, um... The uh fucking is it Rainbow Six or it's not Splinter Cell? They haven't made a new Splinter Rainbow Cell. Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. yeah, that's huge, man. It's huge, but in a very quiet way. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's got a really hardcore following. But yeah, that um, that game it was surprisingly good, and of the ones that like, like that would be the one that I would probably pick. But I don't think it qualifies as a shared world shooter in the same vein as these games, but I think I'm going to pick up Warframe here shortly. Yeah, Warframe is... I mean, people keep telling me to play that game, but yeah. They, I mean, they have I would an update probably... coming out that like has a shared open world environment, and like they're doing like ship-to-ship combat now and stuff, and uh, things like um, you could get into a ship fly over to the other guy's ship, get out and start killing people on the ship and sabotaging it, which is just some classic goodness that I haven't gotten since Battlefront 2, the original. And yeah. the actual one. Yeah, I might check out Warframe 2. But yeah, speaking of games, you been playing anything? Yeah, um, I've been actually... <laughs> I've been kind of going through... You know, it's summer, so I've been kind of going through like a little bit of a, a backlog... Um, of games like I either started and didn't finish or have always kind of wanted to play. 
Um, over a Fourth of July weekend, I fit, played through and finished Doom 2016. Nice. Um, loved that game. Great game. Um, I am really <laughs> excited for the sequel to that. Yeah, it, Doom Eternal looks great, and that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to play and finish that one. Uh, the gameplay is just so top notch. Uh, they really, really killed it with that one. And then played Inside, um, like an in, you know an indie game. And then I have started Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, which is just a massive undertaking. Uh, <laughs> but the game's beautiful, um, and it's just like a great like. I wanted like an open world, you know, checklist style game, like mission, quests, decent story structure so like yeah I've been, I've been playing through odyssey and then um dragon quest builders 2 just came out so uh, i'm gonna be playing that on the switch yeah i uh like i said i was playing some tekken 7 that was fun i have been getting hard into third strike again oh nice which uh you know i have that candy cab and i swapped out all the controls on it recently because it's been overdue for it, and, like, I wanted to redo the color scheme because I got it from a dude who just, like, I think what he ended up doing is, like, he took spares from fight sticks and made it work, which is fine. They're all, um, arcade quality controls in those sticks, but the color scheme wasn't unified, and also, like, one of the sticks just started dropping, like, not all the time, but so uh, some of the time was just dropping, like, lefts. So, obviously, I need to take that out. But, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I bought a bunch of shit in the Steam sale, even though I said I wasn't going to, because, like, there are some games that I just haven't bought that, to the point, for so long, that they are now, like, Steam sale cheap. Oh, yeah. Like, I bought uh, Hitman 2 and the DLC that's the entirety of Hitman 1. <laughs> and I played... I didn't play any of Hitman 2, ironically enough. I just played the first stage of Hitman 1 in Hitman 2. That's great. Um, I, lo I love when you can get the game so cheap where, like, even if you pick it up and you, like, barely play it, you don't really feel bad about, you know, spending a couple bucks on something like that. Yeah. I need to get back to playing Yakuza. Uh, I, was, I was playing Yakuza 0, which is my first Yakuza game, and I was having fun, but, like... The PS4 controller that I had hooked up to my computer, I completely fucking lost along with my uh, little converter that I had to make it Bluetooth. And I replaced the controller with, like, this Logitech wired one, but I just haven't had the urge to pick that game back up, but I need to. Yeah, I haven't really gotten into the Yakuza games, but I know they're, like, a type of game that I would enjoy because I dig that open-world crazy nonsense. Yeah, and this one's, like, just Miami Vice levels of 80s. It's great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really what I've been playing. I can't think of anything else that was significant. Um, oh, yeah, I've been playing Mario Maker 2 as well. Oh, yeah, uh, I, st I still need to get that. I can't believe I forgot about that because that game is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I find myself, like, I can't sit down with Mario Maker 2 with the intention of creating a level unless I've got like five hours to spare because I end up falling out like this deep black hole of creating a level and then like 
I look at the clock and I'm like, holy shit, it's like three in the morning. Yeah. Um, I've created a couple levels. One of them, um, like it's actually really satisfying when like you get a notification like, oh, like, you know, a hundred people have played your level and like you got some likes and stuff and like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, also the story mode's great. Um, it's got like a hundred and ten or so like Nintendo made levels. Um, that use like all the new techniques and stuff they have in their like uh, level builder, which I think it's fun. It's a great game. Yeah, it's, uh, that's cool. I want, I'm really surprised that like we didn't get more maker games. Like I would think that uh, Capcom would like, and they were trying to, and then they canned it. But like, crap out Mega Man Maker or like a like somebody uh, Sega make a Sonic Maker or something. Yeah, I know. Like they're they're so fun and like so many people if as long as you have the people playing it like the game <coughs> it's just like infinitely unique mm-hmm. um yeah i need to buy that my fiance has been playing cadence of hyrule which i played uh, that i played it a little bit it looked cool it's it's short uh, i played it in a couple sittings um it's different I really like I never played Crypt of the Necrodancer which is basically what this game is based off of it's basically that game with a Zelda skin um and I never played that one so this one was like a completely unique experience for me and I know people that started playing it I have some friends at work that started playing it had to turn rhythm mode off because it was so hard for them because basically like you don't move if you don't hit the beat right yeah i remember that you you can turn that off yeah you just turn it off completely where like each of the enemies will move when you move in the same direction that they would move if you move to the beat so like every time you move the enemy moves in the same direction they would have moved otherwise there's just no beat that you have to move to it takes off out of the out that whole entire rule set so that's interesting yeah, it makes the game a lot easier and kind of defeats the purpose of its existence entirely. So, yeah. uh, but like, there's just some people that just have really bad rhythm and can't play rhythm games. And like, I'm not one of those. I've always been kind of pretty good at rhythm games. So, like, I never really had an issue with this. Uh, but it's a really fun game. Uh, it's a little bit hard. Uh, there's like a couple areas where I was just like wanting to throw my controller through a window. Uh, but. I, I did enjoy it. It was like I like those like bite sized indie games where like you can beat it in a few sittings and you know enjoy it. Yeah. Like a time. Yeah, and that like you know, Switch is a good console for that. Um, yeah. And I think on that note, we've kind of come full circle. Oh yeah. So, uh, do we want to talk about the game that we haven't played for like a year that we're supposed to? <laughs> we're still on the first Mega Man X, right? <laughs> Uh, I think so. I think the one we... Yeah, it was Mega Man X. And it's been a year since I played it. So I don't have lots... I can't really remember. I should, like, actually sit down and play that game yeah. again. I- I'm going to have to play I'm going to have to play it again. I need to fix my SNES. Like, it's still broken. And I, I think... I'm-, I'm hoping it's just the power jack. If it isn't, I'm thinking about buying an analog Super NT. Oh, yeah. Those are nice, dude. Um, But... I, I don't know quite yet. I have uh, this line doubler that I bought called the Retro Tank that just, like, 
takes it in 240p and dumps out 480p, which uh, then my projector picks up fine. So, like, the games still look good, and I don't really deal with lag, so, like, that takes out a lot of the advantage of the Super NT, but I suppose the Super NT would make it so that I wouldn't have to buy an EverDrive. Nice. So that'd be cool. Yeah, those are those are really cool. Um, I've looked at those. I have the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. I think I like I bought that when that came out. Don't and... don't play it on there. It's the 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 controls are screwed up. There's too much lag. Really? Yeah. Damn. You're, you're better off like my, if if you don't have any other way to play it. Yeah, you're on your SNES Classic. Yeah, I'll play it on that. <laughs> uh, they had that Turbo Graphics Classic coming out, by the way. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, I read that. I th- I'm kind of fooling around with the idea of getting one because, like, I've never had that console, and it's also a complete bitch to get a hold of one at this point. Yeah. And it's like it's a it's a nice little curio piece. Um, I'm one. I need to see the games list. I'm hoping they put like the CD version of uh, Street Fighter One on there, which is called Fighting Street, <laughs> just for the soundtrack. Like that game still sucks, but. Yeah, yeah, man. I I like revisiting like old school games and shit. Like I find sometimes like I'll go through and I'll go through like my library of games on like my Switch or you know my PlayStation or whatever, and I'll be like, man, I just don't want to play any of these. But like when that happens, like when I get in a rut, right, where like there's just not games that I want to play. Like I go back and I play like some old school games, and like those are always just there yeah like those will always be like i'll always want to play something from back in the day yeah speaking of older games i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get suckered into buying that act racer thing just to see how bad it is yeah everyone says it's so terrible like Like, apparently this the guy who is the speed runner for act racer 2 like the best one which already shows that he's a masochist couldn't get past like the first area because he hated it so much are you serious yeah Wow. So, I really, like, they had to uniquely screw that game up. Yeah, no shit. That's gotta be so bad. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, I don't know, my backlog's still a mile wide. I haven't played Sunset Overdrive, and I bought it when it came out for PC. Ah, that game is so good. Yeah. I also bought, uh, now that it was on Steam, I also bought Killer Instinct. Okay. So they, yeah, they had the complete pack I never, for that for pretty cheap. I never got into that, but I know there's there's like a pretty hardcore following behind it. Yeah, I kind of miss seeing it at Evo and stuff, but um, I never really played it either because I didn't have the X-Bone. So. Right. And that was the only way you could play it for like the longest time. Or even even when it came out on PC, it was still on the Windows 10 store, which I don't use for anything whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, um, I if you want to keep up with uh, what video game book club, I don't know what the hell we're calling it. If you want to keep up with what used to be the main point of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be playing Mega Man X, and uh, we'll talk about um, how we thought it was uh, next episode. Which when did we want to record another one? Like, do we want to do this weekly, biweekly? What do we got? Let's do biweekly for now. All right. So then, yeah, um, I'm going to try to get this out tomorrow, and then, uh, if not tomorrow, then, like, I'll just upload it on Monday, but, uh, and then just 
hit up the same spot in two weeks. That spot is robotboombox.com, or we're also available on iTunes or whatever your podcasting uh, thingy of choices. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, I don't have a lot. I did put out a Nintendo Switch Lite piece um, on thegamefanatics.com. You can go check that out. Uh, just goes over basically what we went over here and then, you know, kind of my opinion on it and whether or not I'm going to pick one up and, you know, probably will. Yeah, and uh, check out my boy Pete at RetroActionSquad.com. It'll just lead to his YouTube channel, but he's uh, putting out some massively insane product reviews. Like, as in, why are you doing this to your own body? Like, they, him and uh, Cactus Chris had a review come out recently where they tried six different types of fake milk. Oh, God. So, be sure to check that out. And uh, I think that's it for us, so uh, catch you later. See ya.